Sunday night, April 16th, 2023, and that music means it is Riasis here from 7 until 8 o'clock on KZSM.org, True Community Radio in San Marcos, Texas. And uh, Kathy Lara is your host, and Kathy is back here with us again this week. Always so good to be back into the studio on Sunday evenings, Rob. Thank yeah. you. And we have this evening uh, with us, uh, with the uh, local chapter of the AMVETS, uh, Mark Salinas. We want to go ahead and welcome Mark to the show. Welcome, Mark. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Rob. Uh, I'm, I'm honored to be here. First, I thank God for giving me the opportunity to be here. And thank you for allowing me to be here with this show to, to talk about the AMVETS. <laughs> And, well, my back, and my background also. Yes. And, you know, uh, here at Raices, uh, we have a lot of respect for our veterans. You know, Rob's father served in uh, World War II. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. And my dad was a veteran of the uh, Korean War. And so we will do whatever we can to help our, our veterans here in San Marcos. So, yeah, we're, we're glad to have you on the show. <laughs> yeah. Thank and you. Uh, if we, we just had earlier today, too, from 11 until 12, we have our uh, Veterans Hour here on Sundays, too. So uh, lots of programming that we have. But uh, what, what are we going to talk about tonight? So first we're going to start off, as always, uh, you know, we like to talk <laughs> about our family history so we're going to hear a little bit about Mark's uh, background, where he grew up, because I'm going to assume you're not from San Marcos. Is that correct? That's correct. I was born in Gonzales, Texas, raised in Nixon, Texas. Um, how long uh, was your family in Gonzales, and how long were you all in Nixon? Um, my, fam- my family, uh, they were, the only reason they went to Gonzales is because they didn't have a hospital back then in Nixon when I was born. And so, and I was just traveled back to Nixon and that's where I was raised and my family been there for sure at least probably 50 years 50 years years. Um, do you know since that area is so prevalent um, with a lot of Hispanic people that that came to the Victoria area area do you know if you're descended from uh, those people that were in Victoria no no my my grandfather came from Norheim Texas Norheim. Okay, tell it's, me where that's at, because that's yeah. the first time I've yeah. ever heard of Norheim, it. Norheim, Texas, is uh, 10 or 15 minutes um, west of of your of town. It's, it's real close to Kennedy, Texas, Carn City, okay. and, and that area of South Texas. Okay. So my grandfather lived till 92 years old, and uh, he spoke German, Polish, Czech, Spanish, and English. Wow. <laughs> Um, so Kennedy, that's probably what about an hour and a half drive from here, from yes. San Marcos to Kennedy. Um, two two hours. Two hours. Yeah. Two hours. Yeah. And and in that area too, Kennedy, there are a lot of Spanish land grants in 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 that area, and I wasn't aware of that um, out there where Lagarto Creek is. I've seen some maps there where they show a lot of uh, Spanish land grants uh, dating back to about um, seventeen fifty. Wow, that was before my time. Yeah, 17, 1750, 1850, out in that time frame. So, yeah. So now I, I know a little bit about the area that your grandfather was from. Um, tell me, so Nixon, I've, I've driven through Nixon. It's a small, small place, isn't it? Yes, we only have one four-way state uh, blinking light, um, four-way light. And um, we have the, the biggest uh, poetry, Nixon, Nixon, food, Food poetry uh-huh. called home food, and it's like Tyson's in like Seguin, Texas. So, um, 
Is that primarily the main employer there in the town? Yes, it is. It's the, you have all these communities of different towns to come to Nixon and, and look for work. And so what was it like growing up in such a small town? What, what did you do when you were young? How did you pass the time away? Tell me about your high school, high school time there in Nixon. What did you, do? What did you guys do for extracurricular activities? Because I know growing up here in San Marcos wasn't all that big, and it was really hard to, to keep yourself entertained and to stay out of trouble. Nixon, it was, uh, it was a small town, and uh, it wasn't really much to do, just um, stay active with the sports in high school and, or junior high and the state with football, baseball, and basketball. And uh, I didn't play tennis, but uh, well, anyway, but those are the curriculums that we had. And then from there, uh, hang out. Right, way back then, we did a lot of bike riding, <laughs> a lot of bikes. So were, were there a lot of uh, ranches or farms in that area? or um, Smiley, there was an egg farm, and then Nixon was just, just a, they had two chicken plants that came back, and the other one was Texan and Home Food. And uh, other than that, it was just um, small gas stations, one Dairy Queen, and, um, one grocery store, and very, very little, maybe a dollar. Uh, uh, a dollar store. It was uh, it was called something different way back then. And there goes C-Rob Dairy Queen. My fascination with Dairy <laughs> Queen now. <laughs> you you always knew if you were traveling, stop at Dairy Queen because you know the food was going to be good. And a small uh, a country kitchen restaurant and taco ranch, small little ranch uh, restaurants for the community. What about um, the meals and cooking that was done in, in your in your home or, or in your grandmother's home? Were they primarily Hispanic foods, uh, the staples that most of us talk about, yeah. the, the things that we eat, rice and, and pinto beans? And- it was mostly uh, enchiladas, rice and beans, and uh, tacos in the morning, eggs and bacon, potatoes, and, and um, maybe for dinner some pork chops and some rice and or macaroni and and beans and um but mostly every time we had breakfast lunch and dinner we were always using a tortilla (laughs) (laughs) not too much bread it was like very seldom we had toasts once in a while so uh the tortilla uh because of course we all know that that's a staple and i when i talk to people a lot of them will ask me about how how i like corn tortillas or if i've you know, grew up eating them, but we didn't have corn tortillas a lot in our in our household. Everything was flour, and so did you grow up eating corn or flour tortillas? Uh, flour tortillas, because a uh, corn tortilla was like we bought it from the store, already made. <laughs> and so we, we didn't have that a lot. I mean, when I tell people that, they a lot of them are like fascinated because they're like, "What? You didn't have corn tortillas growing up?" And I was like, "No, that just wasn't something that was served in in our home. Everything was flour." Yeah, the, talking about corn tortilla, I used to we have like tostadas, make uh, bean and cheese chalupas or tostadas, and then uh, or make some soft tacos or crispy tacos. But out that's of what it. you used it for, <laughs> but you never used it to eat with, right? Yeah, yes, that's um, when we don't need the tr- uh, the regular homemade tortilla. <laughs> and so the tortillas were homemade uh, in your home, right? Your, the, by your grandmother or your mother. And then uh, talking about tortillas, um, we had our neighbors. Um, a friend of mine, Henry Benavides, and uh, different different friends used to come and eat. And then you know, our culture was like, when we, eat, when we eat our food, you come to the plate, 
really didn't have silverware. We used the tortilla yeah. <laughs> for that, was, your spoon, <laughs> that yeah. was our spoon. <laughs> I know. I I uh, tell my friends that uh, my mother used to make a, a big pot of, of beans, you know, on Monday, and so we knew uh, we were going to have chalupas, you know, that evening, and then the next morning it was going to be refried beans, and so. It's amazing how much substance you can get with, you know, a pound and a half of beans because that'll last you a whole week. You know, you can use it for your, your tacos and chalupas, like you said. And, and what everybody goes in the morning. Way back then, um, my dad uh, used to take uh, breakfast tacos to school. And then he used to trade lunch with the, with the American with <laughs> culture. We've, we talked about that before. <laughs> Yeah, on the show about the trading, you know, and, and, and you know, then that that was the the thing, you know, to 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 be able to have that. I know, you know, my dad would say he he had he not seen it, he would not have believed it because you know, of course, growing up eating a taco was not considered a very um, when when you co- pass cross that cultural uh, bound, eating the taco was considered the food for the lower classes, and so. He said he never thought that he would see everybody eating tacos. And now things are getting introduced to us that even we ourselves didn't have, like you see pastor now and bistec and those kind of foods that are being brought in. And it, it's just amazing because I, I hear people all the time say, oh, well, I tried this and I had this and it was really, really good. And it's it's amazing to see um, how how this Mexican food has taken root in in this American you know, culture. But we also see too now that that's also driving the, the price of the food that used to be economical for us to eat. Now those prices are just, they've gone skyrocket. You know what advantage that we had? We do it homemade. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're our culture. <laughs> Mark, I want to ask you, you talked about with uh, down around the area of Kennedy, and I think you talked about uh, where your grandfather was from in the Norheim, area. Norheim. Norheim. And that area is uh, Czech, German, a lot of that. Was there any of that influence in yes. your eating and in your, you know, in, in your culture and your family? Talking about my culture, um, my family speak Tex-Mex, English, and German. Okay. And so my grandfather uh, loved to sp- he spoke five different languages and uh, Czech, Spanish, English and and, Span- and German. Wow. And Polish. Uh, yes. I forgot, I forgot yeah. Polish. And so you have a lot of Panamaria all in the area. Yes. And uh, so you have a lot of communities or Polish people there. If you ever get a chance and you take the back road and you're going down to uh, Kennedy or you're going down to uh, uh, and you're not taking I-37, uh, go to Panamaria. It is this neat uh, it's a beautiful Catholic church out there. It's up on a hill, and it is just, it's, I, I love this little cultural spot just to pull off. And I've gone around some of the roads in the area, so that's why I'm, I'm a little familiar with the area. And, and not only that, not only Panamaria, Maria, Chestahoa, that's a beautiful yes. church. Yes. Beautiful church. So if you ever go out there sightseeing people, um, it's a really nice area just to travel and visit all these uh, uh, churches, small, small churches. They're so beautiful. Culture is Czech, German, built, made, and uh, and the inside of the church is really beautiful. I just came from China. It's a really beautiful church. Also, it's mostly probably Czech and German. I could I could tell. Yeah. And beautiful. Uh, we had a friend of ours. His name is uh, Roddy von Oderkirk, and he was on the show. And we talk a lot about the the influences between the the Germans and the in the. Uh, 
and the uh, Mexican community. And when you live in a place like San Marcos, a lot of times we hear a little bit about the uh, the racial divide that there was. But in talking to him and the place that he comes from and maybe the areas that you come from, you know, I gather that there was not a lot of that racism that, that was everybody kind of commingled and got along really well. It was broken down and uh, probably before my time, but uh, I was born in 1970. And uh, before that, um, Nixon was, they had a railroad track. The north side was the American people, and the other, and the other side were Mexican American people, and the, and the one side, and uh, and in the black community also, and uh, it was like, but the railroad disappeared, so just everybody just, it just uh, just like the wall went down from Berlin, <laughs> the Berlin so, wall so, so the Berlin went wall down, so everybody united as one. There's just something about those walls, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that, 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 that was really interesting, and I'm glad that we had that conversation because I'm always uh, curious to know how people outside you know, of our own town have lived and gotten, and gotten together with other people. So it's really interesting to see how so many uh, diverse cultures kind of uh, live together and, and after the, the railroad track kind of com learn how to commingle together and live, yeah, uh, live as a great big family. Other, other than that, like um, in my area was like maybe in the past there was racist but but it's, but i didn't get to see it so now it's like oh, we're living in the modern world everybody's working that's one and I, I like that and i don't have to because most of these people you talk to you can tell where they from and you grew up with them and then, so they're your family so was it more a hispanic uh community or was it kind of evenly divided because there's so many different uh people from different uh cultures there was it kind of evenly divided or more anglo more uh, evenly 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 we didn't have too many uh so certain families so you could tell you could you could recognize the whole community in other words it's it's, it's so small nixon the population was two thousand and so everybody knows everybody <laughs> we're going to take a quick station id break here you are listening to Rice is here on KZSM.org, True Community Radio, San Marcos, Texas. Views expressed on the show are those of the host, the guests, and not necessarily those of KZSM or SMTXCRA, the governing board. We're going to be right back with you. The Texas River Tonk, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. We play music from our favorite country artists and let you know how to catch them live. We'll also have musicians in studio talking about their work and playing on air. Come join the party with Texas River Tonk. Fridays from noon to 2 on kzsm.org, True Community Radio. And hit us up on Twitter or Instagram, at Texas River Talk. That's at TX River Talk. Hello there, I'm Salwa Khan. On the next Mothering Earth, we'll hear about how plastic pollution of our waterways and oceans is an international problem and innovative ways in which we can find solutions that work globally. Mothering Earth is your source for sustainable living news, and it's on KZSM, True Community Radio, 11 a.m. on the second and fourth Tuesdays of the month. Hi, this is Steve Chelmsford reminding everyone to catch my show, The Mop Tops and the King, featuring an hour of the greatest two artists in the history of rock and roll, Elvis and the Beatles. Every Monday evening at 9 p.m. right here on KZSM, San Marcos Community Radio. 
That'll be coming up tomorrow night, Monday night. Uh, and uh, I got that guy with the whiz that'll follow it up. Uh, but uh, check it out. We always have great stuff here all throughout the week for our programming. But we have this great show called Rises here on KZSM uh, right now. And uh, Kathy, let's get back to our show. You know, as I mentioned before, you know, how much we, we appreciate, um, you know, those that are, you know, uh, in service right now and those that, that have been in service. And, of course, you know, we, we have our, our veterans. Um, sometimes I am amiss because I don't understand how people don't, don't understand the service that our veterans give. And, and um, we always seem to, to give a little bit more to those that have served in times of war, but those that also serve in times of peace are just as important to us. Um, and so I know you're, you're, you're a veteran, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So tell us a little bit about the branch that you served in, where you served. Well, I started in 1988 in the reserves from 88 to 89. I was at Camp Bullis, not, um, somewhere in San, yeah, Camp Bullis. And, um, I was a truck driver and then when I came out of the the military in 89 i said i can't do this i was small town nixon so i went back to active duty in 1989 i went back to the east coast and then from the east coast they flew me to germany i became a 63 whiskey which is a diesel mechanic and then uh, from there i was uh, from 89 to 92 um i was when i was stationed there at mainz germany in the eighth infantry division it was a great unit, and uh, during that time, it was the the Berlin Wall was up, so I got the chance to get a piece of the wall when the uh, the Berlin went down, and so that was a great memory for me. And then, uh, not only that, um, it was it was during the Cold War, and so we had seventy two Persian mis missiles, uh, nuclear missiles that we escorted out, and so that was very important way back then. The alert was really really high, and. Uh, and um, we're just happy. And during that time, the Gulf War kicked off in 1991. So it was mission essential. Uh, my commander called me and said, Mark, get on the radio station and get on the net, which we're on right now on the radio. And so I get to communicate with everybody out there in the world. And so it was a secret information for, for us in the military. And um, but we, the way we communicate. And uh, from there... Um, my commander asked me if he wanted to go to the Gulf War. I said, "Well, I was driving for him at the time, and so when it was when it was he's ready, I couldn't. We were I worked for headquarters, and so we were sending we we formed a platoon, and we send them out to the Gulf War. And so, but our our unit was out there, Eighth um, Infantry Division, under the Fifth Corps, Seventh Corps, in Germany. That that has to be, um, I think, a little bit of a. A 360 turn because now here you are Gorbachev has said you know we're gonna dismantle this wall and now as you mentioned the Cold War so there's kind of like this mental thing now okay this is stopped but then now here you are having to go back and and get ready for another war how, how was that like for you you know the transition like that yes during the Cold War they told us uh, life expectancy for the American soldiers over there in, in Germany less than 72 hours until we get reinforcements from the United States, and uh, from transition from the from the Cold War to the Gulf War, uh, we were transitioning to Fort um, um, to California, uh, no, to some other post, uh, Washington. 
I can't think of the Fort Lewis, Fort Lewis, Washington, and uh, Wash, um, Washington. And uh, but orders were canceled, so we we had to be prepared for the Gulf War. And so after that, uh, it was um, it was t it was it was it was kind of rough because people were coming in, spouses were coming in from the soldiers, and so they didn't get the chance to be see their husbands right off the bat, and so they had to have. Uh, support from the community to help these spouses in the, and and a lot of things happened during that time. Cause, um, so there was a just deployment that fast. Yes, uh, orders were canceled, things were happening, but we were preparing for it. We, we we knew that it was coming about, and so we were already ready for it. It just waiting for orders to to get deployed. And so, how long were you in the military? Eight years. Eight years. Uh, served from uh, eighty nine active duty to ninety six. And was it hard um, when was how? Let me ask this like this: the decision to leave. Um, what brought upon that decision for you that you say it's time, time, time to get out? Well, my second tour, I was at Fort Bliss. From Fort Bliss, I was in a cavalry unit. And then I went back overseas, and in Coscom. And um, from there, um, Bosnia kicked off, and I was still mission essential. And then from there, uh, I end up injuring myself. I got medical discharge. Mm -hmm. That then, was that was really hard yeah. transitioning to get out. So I, I'm going to assume that you probably didn't want to leave, but you were kind of forced to leave if you were having a hard time leaving. Yeah. Yes, because I was squad leader, and then from there, uh, you cannot lead your your squad anymore, and so your medical condition. So you had to stay back until you get medical orders to depart the army, and that was. Really, really hard, and during that time, the transition where you're gun ho and uh, and you're so active with the military, and then all of a sudden, it just completely stopped. So you're in. This was Bosnia was going on at that time too, right? You yes, said, sir. Yes, sir. 1995. So, Bosnia. so I mean, you were going from Berlin to Gulf War to Bosnia. There's all these small things that were happening that, you know, you were deploying to all of these different little places that uh, that we were being called to. And then again, here I was, a mission essential. We were supporting the people from Bosnia, our group, our unit, because yeah. I was working for headquarters. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, when Bosnia kicked kicked off and we came back from Bosnia um, um, mentally it was, it was mentally tough for a lot of soldiers and then from there uh, we had another mission that was coming up Somalia was coming up during that time and so from there uh, we, we had our names on the board ready to deploy my bags were ready and um, uh, we didn't get the call and so from there um, even though I was hurt well, I was denying holding my hurt just for to get 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 the deploy and then from there uh after 96 and finally i got medical discharge and it was uh relief uh, somalia calmed down it, well, and that's kind of mind-blowing for me because i don't think that until you've said it that i really you know that it really has clicked into because you, you know you hear the gulf war and you think this but now I'm hearing all these other things, and now it's just oh my god! It's kind of that that was a lot. Just and uh, also like uh, you probably see during the Bosnia uh, behind enemy lines, I came back and I was uh, already. Um, they Hollywood had a movie out, and then then you see uh, Somalia. Uh, Hollywood had another movie out, Black Hawk Down, <laughs> and so it was hard for for me to go see those um, movies and. Especially behind enemy lines, it was uh, during Bosnia, 
and it brings back memories of, of in that area. Well, you mentioned Hollywood, and a lot of times we hear that Hollywood doesn't always depict things the way that they are. They take a little bit of liberties. Do you see that? You know, I'm going to assume that maybe now you've seen them. Do you see a difference in the reality of what really happened and the reality of what Hollywood portrays? Well, it's kind of looks it's, it's really, Pretty close. Uh, really close, similar. They, they hire good consultants, so, yeah. So it really touches the, all the veterans out there that serve and so I wouldn't, um, if you, that's what PTSD is, so that kind of re-triggers for them to see those movies. So I, I suggest uh, try to stay away stay from away. it, stay away. And so you had mentioned earlier when we were talking, we were talking about um, some radio. So, you know, I had mentioned a deal about uh, a, a documentary that I had seen with Jimmy Edwards coming to Alaska. So tell me a little bit about what, what it is that you were explaining to me. Yeah, when I was in Germany, I worked for MWR, and so that military Re uh, welfare recreation. So I help out my Tex-Mex Tejano uh, from Texas uh, music. And so I was uh, had the opportunity to go see the Texas Tornadoes in K-Town, Kaiserslautern, and then Patsy Torres came, wow. but I was deployed. I was doing a mission. I couldn't go see her. So we had some Tejano not only that, uh, during Hispanic Month, I, I dedicate my weekends to, to play Tejano music, and then I got with the Puerto Rican DJ, so we had a little Puerto Rican salsa and Tejano music and merengue, and so, and the and and the military uh, personnel that live in the area, Wurzburg, in Kitsigan, all over Germany, put it that way. Armed Forces Network radio station, it, it transferred to all over Germany and and so and it was like I became like a celebrity it was especially and then and everywhere I went and they knew I played and the the soldiers were happy cleaning their their rooms cleaning shining their boots and then ironed their uniform and enjoying the the show on that weekend and and it was it was so they made I made them feel at home in other words and it was it was an honor to take that to them so 89, that's when we're seeing Emilio's just starting to, to kick off his career. Selena, I think she comes a little bit after. Maybe she was right around that time. Um, who were the musicians that people in Germany were listening to from the Tejano genre? Yes, uh, Emilio Novaira, he passed away. Selena, well, happy birthday to Selena. Yeah, she, she, it's her birthday today, and um, she would have been 51 years old today also. Um, during that time, um, when I was working with MWR. I was trying to get with my manager to bring Selena to Germany, and wow. but she had passed, and I was overseas. Wow. Well, uh, you know, we will remember her. Uh, I saw that um, one a billboard has put her like one of the top three in the top three. I think she's number three for Hispanic celebrities and the influence that that um, they had in in town of music. Wow. Yeah. So I guess are we ready for a break? Okay. Um, Quick question. Go ahead. The, during that time, I was uh, a DJ performed for the community. We had this is Stacy September Cinco de Mayo celebrations out there, and uh, and uh, it was amazing. He had uh, Puerto Ricans, American soldiers, and um, all different cultures that came and to this event and had our gorditas tacos and our fajitas talk uh everything it was it was amazing in other words just to see everybody together as one 
So what what musicians did you like to play? Of course, you know, we know Emilio is up there, Sylvia is up there. But did you have like a favorite or a couple of few that you like to play for uh, the soldiers other than those? So like um, David Lee Garza or... David Lee Garza. Roberto Polido. Roberto Polido was way back then. And also... Yeah. Uh, Moss. Moss is very popular and Joe Posada. Oh. I'm more like a Joe Posada, a little high beat to handle beat. I like that. And um, not only that... Um, during this, so much music, the Tejano culture music, it has a little conjunto style. They got little, all kind of, this is, it's, it's kind of like mixed with German. In so, other words, that's the Tex Mex polka, uh, polka music, polka. So when you were working on the Selena deal and, um, you brought some other musicians, how, how expensive was that? Because of course, you know, you have to transport. Maybe this equipment, or unless you have it there, and you you have to pay for the transportation. Well, no, I didn't have to pay for anything. The, the military. Well, it, well I mean the, the military. The, the, but how expensive was it for the military? Though it's probably really, really expensive. expensive. It's really expensive because he had to. Not only that, my commander. Uh, if I would have brought Selena or any uh, Tejano artists over there when I was overseas, um, they would have given me the opportunity to take off and 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 be with them and, compa- and companion yeah. and be their tour guy and. Mm-hmm. And I still get paid. Wow. <laughs> what a job. Yeah, what a job. It was awesome. Well, it's just like us here. I mean, we get to hobnob around with all of the, but Selena, I don't think would have, yeah. yeah. Well, but but I think kind of in, in, in a different kind of way. So, um, you know, we had Stephanie here on the show sure. with the Junior ROTC. And this is how I got him on the show. I went to the uh, memorial for the Baton uh, Death mm-hmm. March. And um, Nick went with me, and while we were there, we ran into Steve Steve uh, Saxon. Saxon. Nick knows Steve, and, and um, I had a conversation with Steve, and I said, hey, you guys come on the show, and he introduced me to Mark. And so, the con- like you like to say, the connections The that connections you happen, yes. Mm-hmm. No, he just Steve just wanted to send me out here to work, because <laughs> I'm the commander right now. <laughs> Well, but you've got the you've got the radio voice, okay? I think that we, we got yes. you, you. We got you in the right spot. I'm happy to be on this radio station. I, I, I when I came back from Germany, when I left the military, I I worked for KRN or something. I can't remember this radio station in Gonzales. KTCI, I think KTCI in Gonzales. I played the Hollow music on on the weekends for people, yeah. and so I was just. Trying to always serve. Once you're a veteran, you always keep on serving the community. And we do try to serve the community here at KZSM in uh, San Marcos, Texas. Uh, And let's take a quick station ID break. You are listening to Riasis here every Sunday evening from 7 until 8 o'clock, talking about your roots, the past, the present, and the future. Where are we at? Where have we been? And where are we going? And uh, we're going to come right back to the show here. Uh, Again, the views expressed on the show are those of the hosts, the guests, and not necessarily those of KZSM or SMTX. We're going to be right back with you. You're listening to the Porch Radio Hour on KZSM.org, community-supported public radio. Heard every Wednesday night on KZSM.org from 7 to 9 p.m. Ladies and gentlemen, y toda mi gente, my name is Josh, also known as DJ Alpha in the mix, and I am the host of the Latin Energy Show on KZSM San Marcos. I'm inviting everyone to tune in every Thursday evening and join the Latin Energy Party. 
Here on KZSM.org, we are all about community support. So tune in online or download the KZSM app on your mobile device. Shout outs and requests, make sure to follow and tag us on Facebook at Latin Energy Show KZSM. Tu sabes. Hey, San Martians, read any good books lately? Read any bad books lately? Any books you'll never forget? Any books you want to fling directly into the trash? Whatever you've been reading, or not reading, join us Tuesdays 4 to 6 for Bookmarked, all about books and reading in San Marcos and the world. Coming up on Tuesday, Bookmarked, and uh, just another one of the great shows that you can tune into. Go to kcsm.org, check out our schedule, and... Uh, you know, listen in. And uh, hey, if you want to get involved, just send us an email, kzsmsanmarcos at gmail.com. Say, we doesn't have to necessarily be running a show or doing a show, but there's lots of opportunities for you here that we need help to keep your true community radio station going here in San Marcos, Texas. Back to Rice is here with Kathy Laura, your host. Um, growing up here in San Marcos, um, you know, I knew quite a bit about the uh, the veterans of foreign wars and um, the American Legion. And um, over the years here, maybe within the last two or three years, I've heard about the AMVETS. And I don't really know that much about the AMVETS. So um, I'm going to ask you to tell me a little bit about the organization, where it was founded, and, and maybe your mission. Um, the AMVETS started in 1944 and 1945 under President Eisenhower, and we were chartered then. And then from there, our San Marcos AMVETS post uh, established over here in uh, in San Marcos area in 2004. Uh, Willie Willie um, was our first commander. He he signed me up, and then we had previous commanders: Richard Cruz, Steve Saxon, Mario Garza, and maybe I left uh, Cal. Cal Nitch and um, and I think that's that's all the commanders that like, maybe I forgot one but a uh, majority and then I would just uh, I joined Envis just to support them and then next thing you know it uh, I, I all of a sudden I, I became the commander I was just I was just a, a leg just trying to help I was just a, just trying to help them and um, I didn't expect I was going to be in this commander position so and then not only that I brought ideas to maybe that's why uh, you, you hear more about AMVETS in the local community because we're pushing and we, we, we're, we're pushing to, to be known that we're out there to serve the community. So you, you mentioned Richard, and I know Richard um, was instrumental in trying to bring the memorial that we have. So is that done in conjunction with the AMVETS? Or? The, yes, uh, Richard Cruz, I think, it was, I think during that time he was an AMVET member and uh, and he asked other organizations for help, and but Richard Cruz took it among himself and had more support from the outside, and he's the founder of the Memorial Wall in San Marcos. Thank you, Richard Cruz. Yes, well, you know, it, you. It, it really is nice when you're driving by, you know, what we consider the gateway into downtown to, to see that, and it's it looks so pretty at nighttime when the lights are on, and, you know, they've got a reef out there. It's just, it's just really, really, really nice to see. But... It's something not just to drive by, but it's also to stop and take a walk around and walk down by the river, but, you know, right there and to see the names and reflect on the names of those that did not come back and to look at all the different wars. I mean, every Memorial Day, uh, they uh, read out 
the names and it is always it's very solemn but it also strikes me as so uniquely part of this community to go down there and to listen to those names yes it's, it's really nice uh, talking about memorial days it's on may 29 and we always have a ceremony around nine o'clock in the morning till 10 or maybe it starts at 10 but be there at nine just just in case i don't know the times right now but uh 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock, and there's always a nice ceremony. Uh, Ambits place a reef, uh, VFW place a reef, and GI Forum place a reef. And we've been doing it for traditionally, the Ambits, and we got the VFW and the GI Forum involved, uh, which we don't have American Legion here, but uh, but we got our organization, better organizations, to work together as one. And where do you, where do you guys have like a, a, a post home or where do you guys meet where do you have your meetings at yes we have a meeting every first tuesday and uh at the gi forum south mitchell 4, 415 south mitchell street mm -hmm. uh, so 1700 five o'clock um you're more than welcome anybody's welcome all veterans are welcome and um even civilians if you want to know uh, uh, what's going on in the community you're more than welcome coming as a guest once we start business, you can uh, you can uh, listen. listen a little bit. And other than that, if it, it gets personal. So is it uh, an organization only open to veterans, or is it open to anybody who has served in the military? Uh, all the veterans of uh, MVETS takes uh, from reservists to National Guard, active duty, and the people that didn't serve in the war and people that did serve in the war, they're all, everybody's welcome as a veteran. Yeah, because I think the it, veterans of foreign wars, those are only for, for veterans, right, yes, of, say, uh, um, um, of the Gulf War or uh, Vietnam? Com combat yeah, area, okay. combat area. So MBETS is, is um, all veterans are welcome, in other words. And then that's what makes us bigger and stronger because uh, not all military mm -hmm. soldiers got deployed overseas or or didn't didn't fight in combat situations. So, But, but we have both. Uh, we have people that fought and people that didn't but we all still do the same mission. And uh, membership cost, is there like a fee to become a member of your yes, organization? Yes, talking about membership costs, um, it's uh, 31, $31 for for yearly, and then um, our life dues, which is gonna, in September, uh, this month, this year in September, the life dues are gonna be 500 for 55 years of age and under, and this is for life member dues, and 400, to 56 to 65 years of age and 300 for 66 years of age and older. So so we, we encourage, we just not too long ago, the last month meeting, all our members are gonna become life members. So we have to pay that high cost. At the end. Right now it's 250 before September. And um, are you, can, you, can we find you on a website? Do you guys have a website? If somebody wants to come and look for you, how, how do we find you? Who do we talk, you know, if we want to call? How do we get a hold of you? Yes, we have a website. It's the official San Marcos um, MBETS, Post 104, San Marcos, Texas. You can look us up. And also, uh, we have a, a poor steak sale this month, April 29th, at the VFW from 11 to 2. So if you want to make a donation to the Port Steak, and you can go on the website and uh, and hit uh, donate to Port Steak, and our and that would go to our PayPal, and um, and you can help with our organization. So what's, what's going to be the cost of the of the meal? 
ten dollars. Ten dollars. Ten dollars. Pork steak and um, it's like green beans. Green beans and mashed potatoes and uh, little condiments on the mm -hmm. side. And uh, and we're looking to sell four hundred pork steaks this month because the uh, last turnout we did really great. So. How does that work? It's just you going ahead and you put in the order ahead of time. You come by and pick it up. It's, do you uh, sell tickets, pre-sell tickets? Or? Um, we do both. Uh, majority is all pre-sell tickets. We pass it out to our members, and we pass pass out the tickets, and and we sell them. And then so we order extra pork steak for walk-ins. Mm -hmm. And um, and we had so many walk-ins, and especially uh, Stephanie Brown allows us to use the VFW facility, and we're out in the public. So our sales are really, really high, and people just coming in to see these flags and see veterans doing something they always want to stop but by. I, I have to commend that because I know before, uh, you know, the, the American Legion kind of did their own thing, the VFW kind of did their own thing, but it's really commendable now to see that all the organizations are kind of working hand-in-hand hand to kind of help each other. And so that, I, I think that's just really fantastic. Yeah, it's really great. Um, I was happy because uh, my veterans uh, in my group, the MBETS, or members of the of the BFW and mm -hmm. the GI Forum, and they're already there. But uh, really, really, um, it was it was just amazing how we, we came to work as together as one. In other words, we're all there for the cause of for the community, and and nobody complains. And nobody. It's it's so it's so nice. It's so humble. And it's so lovely, in other words, to see these people work together as veterans as one. Well, and I was driving by the other day, and I, out on the uh, front of the VFW, they've got uh, about thanking uh, PPG uh, and uh, the paint store. And I don't remember the name of the painter, but for the new look for the front of the VFW. And I, I had to stop. I snapped a picture and put that out there on one of our local uh, Facebook pages and said, hey, here's some positive community news for you for today you know and uh, i just i love that that when the community can come together for to to help the place look better and uh, you know to, to help out because i know that the the city's asking for a lot of upgrades and a lot of we talked about that last time uh, when when we were talking about the vfw and talking about uh, the community thank the community because uh, the community came out and painted the vfw and so they, they volunteered the service. I don't know who, who came about it, but they saw what we were doing. And, uh, and the, later on, uh, the community just, we got to thank the community for supporting us veterans. Thank, thank y'all for supporting. Instead of thanking us, we thank you for being American. We're fighting for and you got you guys just had a little um, event there at the at the, the VFW and and the Empty Field next door, which uh, is owned by Pastor Montoya's church. So tell us a little bit about that before we go into our next break. Yes, uh, just recently I, we came back from uh, where Steve and I and uh, Jerry DeLeon we were coming back from uh, uh, donating two wheelchairs in San Antonio, and on the way back in in the vehicle, I was thinking about Easter. And so I said, you know what? I got a friend who can fly a helicopter, uh, Chris Alvarez. And so he, and so I, I said, and it was short notice, a little small group conversation. I said, I can make it happen. And Easter was three or four weeks away. And um, next thing you know it, um, I told Stephanie Brown, I said, uh, she gave me the number to Pastor Motoya. And then from there, uh, he sent me some information. And so everything, I was trying to coordinate it. And, and thank Stephanie also because she helped me use the facility. Stephanie and I, uh, 
we coordinate this Easter function. It was so nice. It was short notice, but it it was amazing. Next year, we're going to do the same thing uh, the day before Easter on a Saturday. Uh, come on out, and if you have nowhere to go, we're going to have a helicopter egg drop for the Easter egg drop. drop and all the communities welcome. Everybody's welcome. And uh, we're going to at least hopefully have 5,000 eggs to drop next well, year. Well, you know, and for such a short time, you had a good amount of kids there. So I can just imagine now that you have almost a whole year, whole year to plan how it's going to be for next year. So we're going to end with that, and we're going to go into a station break. And you're listening to Rasis here on KZSM.org. True Community Radio will be right back with you. ¿Recuerdas la última vez que tu familia visitó el bosque? Es un lugar de maravilla e imaginación para toda la familia, donde las historias cobran vida y está más cerca de lo que crees. ¿Listo para planear tu próxima visita? Haz que el bosque forme parte de tu historia hoy en un parque local cerca de ti o encuentra uno en descubreelbosque.org, traído a ti por el Servicio Forestal de los Estados Unidos y el Ad Council. Meet Ed, movie buff, animal lover, safe driver. Five years of driving an ambulance teaches you a thing or two. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. When I see a car trying to rush past a turning bus, I get concerned. You see, when big vehicles turn right, they have to swing wide to make the turn. And that's a lesson you don't want to learn the hard way. When trucks and buses turn, let's you and I wait. It's, it's our roads. It's, it's our safety. safety. Visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. say we've had enough to last us for some time was playing these old cheating games is messing up my mind but this time is you can say we haven't had enough yet because this is the spring series of the Kissing Alley Concert here for KZSM.org. Yes, join us third Thursday of April the 20th, April 20th from 7 until 9 o'clock. Dr. G and the Mudcats are going to be our special musical guest. Family friendly, free. Come on out and just let those chips fall wherever they may. Outside that bedroom door. You could say that we've been here before. Join us in the Kissing Alley free concert here this next Thursday from nine until or from seven until nine o'clock. No, we're not going to go the late night here, but uh, come and join us uh, Thursday seven to nine o'clock. And then, hey, come on over. The uh, Pulga will be out here too. Uh, Kathy's new favorite little restaurant downtown here, uh, and. Uh, yeah. I, I almost was tempted to come out last night, but I was like, no, I think I need to stay in because I just those media queso tacos were calling me. They are. And it's a good deal. Yeah. So I, let's talk about uh, Ambet. Okay. So, you know, you guys are out there in the community and you're doing quite a bit. How do you how do you acquire your funds for the the donations and the projects that you do? Um, our fundraisers, uh, we, we sell Every every year we have two poor state fundraisers, and one in April, one in October. And from those funds, uh, we we ten dollars a plate. We would probably raise close to over thirty five hundred, uh, almost four thousand uh, per per 
October and, and April. So we use those funds for ourselves and for the community and those those cells. Um, we take care um, anybody that needs any help or something like that. That's our goal. In other words, if we can support, and but we still we stay within the limit ten thousand so much uh, because of the IRS is mm -hmm. we stay in that little. We don't want to fill out more paperwork, so so we don't want to have we don't want to acquire so much money, but we acquire enough money just just to support the community the, where we can. There you go, the government bureaucracy when somebody's trying to help, right? Put a limit on it. Yes. So, um, what kind of organizations do you donate to? Uh, we donate to Blue Santa, the ROTC, and um, fellow veterans that need help. In other words, and uh, we donated to. The San, Mar San Marcos Park Recreations, uh, mostly mostly the the what we donate to is mostly in the San, Mar San Marcos community. I I understand or I read somewhere that the uh, Vietnam Rem Memorial replica wall is going to be coming to Kyle. Yes. Are, are you guys going to be going out there and doing some volunteer um, yes. service down there? Yes. The the wall in Kyle, Texas. This is very important. Um, it should be there on the 4th of May all the way to the 7th of May. So come on out there. It's just a replica of the Vietnam Memorial Wall in Kyle, Texas, in Kyle State Park, in other words, Veterans Park. And it, it, it is a, um, a sight to see. I was able to go into Washington, D.C. and go and see the real wall. And I'm, I'm not embarrassed to say it. I, I didn't know anybody personally. I was really young when the Vietnam War was going on. Uh, but when I got there, I was just so touched. And you see all these mementos that are left behind, and little teddy bears and dog tags, and you see people with vellum paper, you know, on a brick, and they're, uh, you know, tracing the name of a veteran. And you, you see women and kids that are there, and they're crying. It, it just, uh, just the emotion overtook me. And it, it was just really hard for me, and I cried. And I, I can't explain why. But it's just a really sad thing to see that these children who were left orphans, that their, their dad didn't come back. And so I think this is one of the reasons why I have so much respect for, for our soldiers that serve in time of war and, and, and in time of peace. And so, yeah, I, if you guys can uh, go down there and look at them, I think maybe you'll get a better understanding. Because it's one thing when you hear about it or maybe even see it, um, you know, in a photo. But when you're actually there and you see the names and you understand and this wall is so big and it's massive and you understand really the sacrifice that so many people made for the freedoms that you have, but, you know, the freedom to, to be able to speak out, to voice your opinion, and how sad it is that so many of us, we don't use that. So Yes, the wall is here uh, in Kyle, Texas. And not only that, you don't have to go to Washington, D.C. And so you can pay your respects here in Kyle, Texas and, and just to be – uh, overwhelmed to see the names of the fallen soldiers, uh, fallen veterans that have fought for the country, and um, just uh, it's just it's extremely uh, honored to just to see their names, and that's why you have a lot of emotion, tears, and everything. Uh, the sacrifice of what the American veterans did for our country. And so, do you guys have anything coming up um, as far as um, projects that y'all are doing, or? Yes, uh, our next project is Memorial Day. The 29th, we'll be there for the ceremony, and we're going to present a reef right here in San Marcos. Are they still selling uh, bricks for that? Because I know at one time you had to, you know, you, you were afforded the availability to buy a brick for a veteran. Do they still sell bricks for that? or? I think so. Uh, you have to get with the, with the 
San Marcos community, in mm-hmm. other words, um, the VAC, VACs, mm-hmm. in other words, another organization that, that's in, in, in charge of the, because the, the city's in charge of the, the wall mm-hmm. now, the memorial wall. Mr. Cruz relinquished his mm-hmm. his, uh, his efforts, his to efforts. Get it going. and so he he did a nice deed to, to the the city to take care of the wall, mm-hmm. and it's always clean, and um and we did some a paint job not too long ago, and um in other words uh, the wall is, is very 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 sentimental for for the San Marcos, and it's very. Uh, blessing to have did you come from military background did you have a grandfather's father brothers uh, uncles in the military well my neighbor uh Xavier cortez who fought in the korean war got a bronze star and uh, he used to pick me up in the when the, in every every morning i used to go shine shoes at the barbershop when i was a little kid <laughs> so, so he, he was kind of like your he, mentor he was a like- mentor to me and uh he kind of showed me where he fought and where he was at on the map the big old map he told me it was here and there and then uh, my brother joe de leon he he joined the national guard and then once i left him um once i graduated i didn't have nothing in small town nixon that he wanted to work at the home food or texans or, or the, the poultry, or the poultry place, places yeah. there was nothing in nixon so i had to excel so i had i joined the military i joined the army and so i'm happy i did and and i came back and i I'm happy when I came back and I work in the medical field, and then I'm So, I'm but retired. how old were you when you were going with your neighbor? How uh, how old? Eight, nine, ten? Um, that's a good question. I was just really, really young. Yeah, well, really. what was it like for you? You know, when you you've got this gentleman who's telling you these stories, and I'm sure he probably told you a lot of stories of the places that he was. What was that like for you to hear these things? I mean, was it mesmerizing? Did, did you, the curiosity, did you wonder? Yes, I was, it was just, uh, it made me, it opened my mind to travel the world, which I ended up traveling also. And uh, and and uh, since he served, he was like a mentor to me. And so I, uh, all of a sudden, it just came about me. And not only that, uh, another veteran, Ben Hooser, He's from my hometown, Nixon, Texas. Well, guess what? He recruited me. <laughs> he was my own yeah. person from Nixon, and uh, he was in the Army. And uh, and he's a fourth-degree Catholic yeah. over there in, in St. James. We, we talk a lot about about the little coincidences okay. that sometimes the, the connections that you make. It's, 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 um, it's amazing. I, I find that just uh, how these things just kind of fall into place where you have this conversation here and— this is, you know, happening over here, and then there's just that connection. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's just funny because you might know your older brothers and brothers' friends and something like that. And next thing you know, it they uh, influence you and they, they recruit you because they know you and you see them. And you just go with it. <laughs> well, you know, I'm always amazed how quick the time goes when we're having these great conversations. We're almost ready to to end our end our conversation. So go ahead and recap. Let us know where we can find you uh, by phone, on the internet, or you know, if you guys have a website. So go ahead and let's recap that. Yes, I'm I'm, the, I'm Mark Salinas, the post commander of 104 San Marcos, Texas. And you can reach me at 415 South South Mitchell Street, and um, San Marcos, Texas, 78666. And you can send a a letter there, information, or you can re- get a hold of me through my email, msalinas46 at hotmail dot com. And we have a website um, on Facebook, embeds post 104. 
And um, and my phone number is available, 512-497-8609 if you want to become a member of the uh, American Veterans. And uh, we're happy to have you. And give us a date for the pork steak uh, sale. Yes, our our next fundraiser we're going to have is the 29th of April at the VFW on Hunter Road. And so it's going to be from 11 to 2. So come out there and support American veterans. It's a great cause because it goes back to the community, what, we, what we're doing. And, and with that, we're going to go ahead and close out our show. Mark, thank you for being here. Yes, thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Wiz. Because uh, he told me his nickname, Wiz. In case, in case, in case yes. I didn't get his name, Rob. <laughs> uh, thank you all for allowing me to be on this show. And I hope uh, this, this information goes out there to the community and uh, – and don't forget the memorial wall is coming to Cal, and please come out and support the embeds and uh, any veteran. Thank a veteran. Thank you for sir. Uh, it's an honor to have you be an American. And I did want to just interject real quick that the uh, wall that heals is coming on the 4th through the 7th in Kyle, Texas. And there's also that if you have a veteran that uh, may not have uh, perished, uh, passed away during the Vietnam War, but that passed away when they came on back, that the city of Kyle has, uh, they are asking uh, that uh, they can get their names and, and get some pictures and get things up about that as well. Yes. Um, they're also taking donations to uh, the Kyle organization for the wall if if you get a chance you go out there and call and they'll take donations because it costs so much money to bring the wall down right and that's uh, go ahead I, and I was, uh, also i'm um, part of the the field of honor in, in seguin texas which we bring a thousand flags to seguin and it's almost like the wall it's just it's just honor all these veterans not only that first responders and everything and talking about first responders every year on 9 11 we have breakfast at the VFW, all first responders, RNs, everybody that uh, serve or serving in the front lines, we have free breakfast for y'all. And who have we got next week, Kathy? Next week we're going to have uh, Ezekiel, uh, who, uh, who's going to come and talk to us. He's a community activist, and we're going to have a really great conversation with him, Ezekiel Enriquez. All right, and that'll be next Sunday here on Riasis from 7 to 8 o'clock. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Good night. Thank you.